Hi guys, this is the Dissident Daughters Podcast, and I am Ada, and I just kind of had some overwhelming thoughts and feelings come to the surface that I just felt like I wanted to sit down and talk through and record in maybe hopes that someone who listens um, might feel validated and um, just might understand kind of what I'm going through and also see that other people are going through the same thing. Um, You know, most days I feel like I'm past the grief. Sorry, I'm gonna be emotional. Um, Most days I feel like I'm mostly past the grief of losing my faith. And most days I feel like I'm um, doing really well and um, that I'm not carrying around this big gigantic burden. Um, But literally out of nowhere, it can just hit me and suddenly feel incredibly heavy and um, through a lot of therapy and and coaching and trying to manage my my mind around a lot of this stuff um, I've just decided to allow myself to feel the feelings when they come up and to not push them down and try to make them go away or convince myself that everything's fine. Um, um, Sometimes it just takes a small little interaction with somebody to bring up a lot of emotions in me. And um, that's (laughs) what happened today. Um, Just barely, just now, this is just happening uh, in real time. Um, I got a message from someone who I don't, I don't really know very well, but, um, she's, I would consider her a friend, but again, we're not super close. I don't know her that well. It's kind of through some other friends and I've had a few interactions with her and she just seems like a really lovely human, lovely person. And, um, she shares, um, a similar experience with me in that she has a child who came out as gay and um, um, <clears throat> she is still navigating this and, and um, has decided to stay in the church um, despite all of the difficult things and um, um, this interaction, this message that I got from her was so um, validating um was very loving and supportive and quite literally the most understanding and unconditional love showing that I've seen from believing members of the church um and of course you know it feels lovely and I feel seen and I feel heard and validated in my journey, 
But at the same time, it brings up a lot of sadness that this experience is so incredibly rare. <laughs> um, I've just lost so many relationships with people who I deeply cared about and who I still care about, but it will never, ever, ever be the same. It is so incredibly hard for people in the church who have not experienced a faith crisis to understand this. They can try to say supportive things. <clears throat> Sorry, I have to get a Kleenex. And they can, you know, try to be loving and understanding. But there is just, there is a disconnect. And there is no way for them to really put down the walls that they have built up around this issue. Because um, they've been taught to fear the truth or to fear quote unquote anti-Mormons. Um, they feel a protectiveness about their religion because they've been taught that their whole lives. And so, unfortunately, what that causes is it causes them to not have the ability to truly empathize. One of the things that I learned on this journey is that in order to really experience empathy, you have to leave all your prior ideas about the church behind. And <clears throat> the majority of people in the church are, I think, well-meaning and kind. And I think they want to love people, but unfortunately, their version of love, what they've been taught their whole lives, is a conditional version of love. It has contingencies. And it has conditions upon how much love they can show. And so you never really get that back once you walk away from the church. You cannot have the same relationship with those people that you had before. And most of the time I I feel pretty good about where I'm at and, oh, I've got new friends and, oh, I've got, you know, these people are supportive or these people have been great. Um, 
but it's very much, it's like, well, at least they didn't disown me. <laughs> They're still kind to me. They're still nice to me. They put a smile on their face. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that they aren't discussing me behind my back in tones and whispers that say that they feel sorry for me or that they feel sad for me that I've lost my way or that I've been deceived by Satan. And the, the church has truly set it up this way. This is the way they want it to be. Um, and it is one of the ways in which it makes them look an awful lot like a cult. Because you can't leave the church and truly have your dignity intact um, in terms of the way the, the church and the people in the church view you now. It's an incredibly rare occurrence that you can find somebody who can genuinely and sincerely love you unconditionally while also being in the church. And um, I, I can say I've only seen it um, less than a handful of times. Um, I... Um, I recorded an episode with Katie Mount from Marriage on a Tightrope just a few days ago. And um, I've thought a lot about that interview and how incredibly lovely she was. Um, I did not for one second feel like she... Um, had a moral superiority over me or that she felt that she needed to educate me in any way or that she needed to change my mind or um, that there was something wrong with me or that she pitied me or any of those things. And um, she's a very nuanced, very progressive Mormon who you know, her stance was very much um, that the church is working for her in the way that she is choosing to um, be active in the church, which is less than she used to be. Um, but she has decided what works for her and what doesn't. And, um, and she's decided to live the gospel in the way that she wants to without any sort of parameters um, put about put around her by the church meaning she I think and I shouldn't speak for her but just the feeling I got from her is that she's doing it her own way and she's not letting the church tell her how she should do it and um, it was a really beautiful conversation that um, has brought up some feelings in me the last few days because I thought, man, I wish more, <laughs> more members of the church could treat people that way, could truly love and empathize without conditions um, in the way that, that she has done. And I know it hasn't been easy for her. I know it's been a process and a journey and She's had to learn these things through trial and error, 
but she's just doing a really beautiful job and um, that means a lot to me. And then, and then today I <clears throat> got a message from another friend that was just so loving um, because she has multiple people in her life who've had faith crises and um, and I think she genuinely has had somewhat of a faith crisis herself, but she's ended up being able to, to stay in the church for now. Um, I don't know exactly what her path is, but, but I genuinely just, I appreciate the times when I am able to feel like I don't have to justify myself or when I feel validated by a member of the church. And um, I think it just makes me sad that the majority of my interactions with members of the church are not that way. And I wish it could be different. Um, my best friend, uh, since I was 12, uh, she tries, <laughs> she tries to still be there for me and, and love me, but it's not the same, and it never will be. And, um, you know, I, I have to give her credit because she tries, but, and most people do really try. I have to give some credit, but unfortunately, I just feel so sad about the fact that their effort isn't enough it's not they can't they can't fully step into a space of unconditional love and acceptance because they have to protect their own beliefs so i know a lot of you can um, sympathize or empathize with this. A lot of you have, ex have experienced this very same thing in so many of your relationships. And, um, and, you know, I hear your stories and I feel your pain right along with you because it's, it feels never ending, right? Um, even when you think you're past the worst of it and you're moving on and you're doing so well, Stuff like this happens where it comes up and you just feel this flood of emotion and and it becomes hard all over again. You start thinking about all the relationships that you used to have, you know. Um, I've kept in close touch with all of my high school friends. I mean, I graduated high school almost 30 years ago and my dearest, closest high school friends I've been close with for all of those years until just the last couple years where it really genuinely feels like there is a huge barrier between those friendships now and they will never be the same. And, you know, every single one of my high school friends is still in the church except for one and um, <clears throat> it's just really hard. 
And then I think about, you know, all the people I served with in my ward, in my neighborhood. You know, I have, I, I had so many very, very close friends. I've lived in the same house for over 15 years. These people around me, we've known each other forever. And sometimes I just really want to just stop them on the street and shake them and say, don't you know me? Like, I'm the same person. You know I have integrity. You know I'm honest. You know that I truly love unconditionally and that I've always just wanted to do the right thing. So how come me leaving the church now makes me unsafe or less than or deceived? I just want people to really understand me. That's all. I mean, isn't that all that anybody wants is to just be understood, to be validated, to be listened to. And people try, but they're just not able to fully, fully accept people who leave the church. And it's such a tragedy. And it's something I'm going to be dealing with for the rest of my life. And sometimes I just want to run and hide and escape and leave Utah and, you know, leave everything and everyone behind. But I suppose that's probably not <laughs> the best action to take. But... I love the ex-Mormon community. It really is amazing how just having a common experience of leaving the church can just connect us with each other so immediately, right? Like I can meet somebody who has just left the church recently and immediately I feel a connection with them and I feel safe with them and I feel, and I think they feel that with me, you know? Right. And we can tell our stories and we can say, me too. I experienced that too. And so there's something really binding about that and beautiful about that. And so I am so grateful for this community. I'm so grateful for the voices that are out there that are speaking out and speaking up. And I'm grateful for the new friends that I've made. Of course I am. Um, so many new and wonderful friends and I want you all to know that I care deeply about those relationships and I love you know just getting a text saying hey I listened to your latest episode and I loved it and I just I love that so much I I appreciate it so much and I feel such a strong connection to this community so thank you thank you for being there when I need it thank you for being the validation and the unconditional love and the empathy um, that I need. And hopefully I can be that for you as well. Because I'm right here in this with you all and I'm experiencing this in real time and it's not easy. Um, <clears throat> but you know what? I also wouldn't change it. Like I wouldn't go back for anything. I wouldn't go back for anything because what I feel now is so much more real 
than any of the things I felt in the church. I didn't think that at the time. I thought that my testimony was real. I thought that my love was unconditional. But in fact, now in hindsight, I can see that it never really was. That my love was always conditional. Um, because that's what I was taught. That was the only thing I knew. So love of my kids, love of my family, love of my friends, all of my love was conditioned on certain things, um, certain behaviors, certain, you know, gospel principles and doctrines. Like it was all conditional, just like God's love, right? In the church. Um, the Mormon God only loves us conditioned on our obedience to him and worship of him. And how I ever made that made sense, <laughs> I don't know. I honestly, that is a real head scratcher. How did I, how did that make sense to me before? Because it seems so clear now. It makes so little sense now, right? But <clears throat> I guess that's all I really had to say was, you know, I'm in it. I'm here. I'm sad right now. I'm feeling a lot of those, that grief that comes with the things that we lose when we walk away from the church. And it's not, we all know this, it's not just a church. It's a community. It's a tribe. It's a lifestyle. It's a culture. It's, it's everything. Or at least it was everything. And now I can see that it wasn't even close to everything. And that there's so much beauty and happiness and peace outside of the church. So the good still outweighs the bad, but that also doesn't diminish, you know, that my feelings are real and valid and that the grief is still there and it comes to the surface sometimes and I just have to feel it. And so I guess that's why I wanted to just jump on real quick and get my feelings out. And um, let you know that I'm here with you. And if you're feeling this, and if you have times that this comes up for you, I hope you know that there are, there are people out here, you know, that see you and love you for exactly who you are and wherever you are on your path. And if you can go through a faith crisis and you can come out on the other side still wanting to attend church and you know, choosing your own path and how that works for you. Um, more power to you. Because um, we really need good people to stay. And I think that's why in the beginning, I really, really tried to stay. Um, my daughter once had said to me that, you know, mom, if you leave the church then LGBTQ people will have one less ally in the church and they need you really bad. And she's right. They do need allies. Um, but, you know, when push came to shove, I just, I couldn't, it wasn't, the church is not an organization that I can support. And so even just going to church or staying silent 
means that I support them and I don't. I think they're wrong. Um, I think they're unhealthy for LGBTQ people. It's an unhealthy and toxic place for them. And so I just couldn't do it anymore. Now, if someone can, great. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. I will say thank you for being that safe person, for helping others feel safe. And I, you know, I just, I, I love and acknowledge and validate whatever path anyone wants to take. I think everyone has their reasons for doing what they do. And you just have to like your reasons for what you do. Nobody else has to like them. Um, that's not really what's important, right? It's, if you like your reasons, that's all that matters. So just a shout out to all y'all, all y'all. I love you. I already feel better just, you know, talking it out, getting feelings out, um, thoughts off my chest and um, it feels good. So thanks for letting me do that today and love you all and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.